This episode is brought to you by Skyline Homes. Skyline Homes has a unique approach to land development. Their home construction begins with a disciplined approach to evaluating markets, acquiring land, and creating value through the planning process. Pride and personal involvement in the work that they perform result in superior quality and service. This philosophy has distinguished them from the crowd of other developers in this ever-evolving business. To find out more, visit skylinehomesdevelopment.com. That's skylinehomesdevelopment.com. Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right. Well, thanks again, you guys, for joining us at iHeart2C podcast. I'm Hannah, and this is John. And we are talking about athletics and 2C and Canyon County and the great things that are happening um, that bring some recognition to Canyon County as well. So, John, would you like to introduce our next guest? Yeah, sure would. Uh, Colby Blaine is the head men's basketball coach at the College of Idaho. Uh, We've had the pleasure of knowing Colby now for several years as he was an assistant before he became the head coach and just doing a terrific job um, with that team and in the community. And so... We're really excited to have him on on mm-hmm. the podcast today, Coach. I I don't know that a lot of people know how you got started in basketball and how you got to the point where you are right now as the head men's basketball coach. Can you kind of give us a history of how you how you got here? Yeah. Well, first off, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun to catch up and and talk hoops and community and all that. So I um, appreciate you guys. But uh, yeah, I've had a I've had a fun journey. I knew uh, in seventh grade that I wanted to be a college basketball coach. So mm-hmm. my path um, my path has been very easy to say the least in terms of you know what my what my vision's been. Uh, but my father was a, a head uh, basketball coach in the high school ranks for many years, and so kind of grew my passion you know kind of through him um and then just having a family of, of basketball players my brother and sister both played my sister played at boise state um, and so i remember getting to go through the recruiting process with her and uh and i was like a young seventh eighth grader and i got to see all the in-home visits and listen to the coaches and it just i thought the professionalism and the the intensity and the you know just the the drive that college hoops had i thought that's something that i'd be good with and so um, you know, I decided at a young age that I wanted to be a college basketball coach. And so um, I ended up uh, going to University of Montana Western um, for my junior and senior year. Um, and I went there with the intentions um, of playing. And I actually was on the team. It's a long, long, funny story. But I was on the team in the team picture my junior year. We had an inter squad scrimmage game um, in October. And I think I turned the ball over about seven times. Mm. And so <laughs> my head coach, Steve Keller, who's now the head coach at university of Providence in Montana, he actually brought me in on Monday and said, Hey, he's like, I know you want to be a coach. Why don't we get you started early? And I oh. said, great. Sounds good. I actually had my practice gear on. I still went to practice that day. And then that was it. Wow. I got, I picked up my whistle the next day and my clipboard and, 
Um, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So, so I spent my junior and senior year of college at Montana Western as a volunteer assistant. Um, and, and it was awesome for me because I got, I got to do so much. I, you know, at the beginning, you know, I'm not sure coach was sure what he was going to, you know, utilize me with. And I just kind of dove two feet in and, and, uh, started putting my hands on everything that I could. And so um, by the end of my two years, I was really involved. And, um, after that, I um, had an opportunity to go to college in Southern Idaho, which is junior college down in Twin Falls, mm-hmm. um, which is an, it's a national powerhouse. It's the winningest junior college program in, in the country. And, um, I had a chance to go down there and volunteer. Um, I actually lived in the dorms, um, for four of my five years down wow. there. Um, and, uh, and I was a volunteer there for three seasons. And then I was lucky enough. Um, they hired me as a full-time assistant for my last two seasons. Um, so I spent five years at, at, uh, CSI and then an opportunity presented itself to come to college of Idaho and be coach Garson, Scott Garson's assistant coach. Um, and being, you know, from Boise, this was a, an awesome opportunity for me to kind of get back in, in the area and, and to, to learn from a guy who who's been to some great places. And so, um, or I guess it was eight years ago, I took the assistant job here at College of Idaho and was an assistant for four years. And then Coach Garson left and um, they bumped me up. And so I've been the head coach here at College of Idaho for four years. That's awesome. I love that. And you've had such tremendous success so quickly. And I think a lot of people recognize that. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure in that position, even though people may not recognize mm-hmm. it. It's 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 probably the most recognizable sports team in our community is the college of Idaho men's basketball team. So that's a lot of pressure, but, but you've handled it. Well, what's, Mm -hmm. what's, what's been your philosophy in, in running this team and, and how do you, what, to what do you attribute the success that you and the team have had? Yeah. Well, uh, something that I take a lot of pride in is that coach Garson allowed me a lot of room to grow with him and with the program when I was an assistant. And so um, you know, I, I really loved what we were doing when we were here with coach Garson, you know, eight years ago, the way we were building the, the way the culture was building, the types of players we were getting the system we were running. Um, and so I, you know, I became very passionate about that. And so when I got the head job, there really, you know, uh, there wasn't anything to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I wanted to follow the same roadmap, you know, we mm-hmm. still kind of run the same plays and we, um, you know, still run the same defense and we still get the same high character kids that we've been getting and, and get involved in the community. Um, but I think the, the best thing that, that, that I was able to do early in my head coaching career, um, four years ago was take advice from everybody to just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coach Garson had done a, a great job of leading in his own way. And I think I realized, you know what, the roadmap is here. Let's follow the roadmap, but I still need to be myself. Yeah. And so when I got really comfortable just with who I am and my style and, and, and you know, understanding um, how to balance my style, um, I, I think the rest has been history here for these last four years. We have teams that are competing at a really high level. We have a lot of kids that want to be a part of it. Um, and so I, I, I do take a lot of pride in just, you know, trying to be myself, even though we have a great roadmap that it was laid way before us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I talk about that's, that's so great. in the, in the, in the success that you've had, and it's been, the success has been really immediate, right? Oftentimes there's a transition and you go through a couple of seasons where, you know, you may be subpar, but it really hasn't happened with you in this, in this team. In fact, in 2020, and I know this mm. is a little bit disappointing because yeah. Hunter and I just, we sit I here and shake that. our heads. I, I don't know how you feel about this, but 
in 2020, you're you're ranked. I think you're mm-hmm. ranked the number one team in the nation. You yep. get back to the national tournament. You win the first game. Everybody feels like, hey, yes. this could be the year that Colby and the team get the national championship. And and then what happened? And then what was your year in the team's reaction? Yeah. Well, John, there's nothing like ripping the Band-Aid off again. Yeah. So you know, I appreciate you guys. You know, you're one of one of many, which is okay. Uh, I, I, it's I'm, because I'm we okay love you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it is it's good to always look back and and think about what what could have been but um yeah that was a it was an odd moment i remember you know the first phone call i got i think it was a newspaper maybe immediately after the tournament was canceled and i just remember telling them there is there's literally no human emotion to like explain that feeling of of it being over of three incredible seniors that year that just that was it they didn't get a chance to you know um, know that it was going to be their last game in fact, we were driving to lunch that day, getting ready for our second game and saw it on Twitter. That's how we that's how we got the information. Uh-huh. Um, so definitely a sad deal for that team. We were on a 20 game win uh, win streak. You know, we the first team to ever go undefeated in conference. Um, we were the number one rank in the national tournament. We felt like that team had the experience, the talent to potentially win it all. Um, and so definitely a bummer, you know, not to have a chance to prove it. However, we left there with a ton of confidence, knowing that, you know, we had done everything that we could up to that point to prove that we were the best team. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't we didn't falter in the conference tournament. You know, we were on the 20 game win streak or 26 game win streak like we did. At, we, we accomplished every little goal that was in front of us to prove that, you know, what we should be number one. And so um, we that team takes a lot of pride in, in knowing that, um, you know, that they had a great season and that. Yeah, had we played out those games, there's a good chance we would have mm-hmm. cut down. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the transition into what we're going to talk about next. Is because I know you're I know you're excited. I I can feel it in the community. I can feel it with the the basketball boosters. Um, we've had an opportunity to be among some of your players. Uh, you got a special team going right now, mm-hmm. and you've got a special thing going. Tell tell us a little bit about this team and what makes them so unique. Well, yeah, we've come a long way since our first game where we pulled out a, a close one against Rocky Mountain, 63 to 60. You know, I thought it was going to be a, a heck of a year not scoring many points. Um, and, and now we're scoring in the mid 80s and 90s now. Um, but it's kind of a testament to our whole growth as a team over this season. Um, we we have some very uh, uh, experienced veterans in our seniors with Ricardo Time, Ivory Miles Williams, mm-hmm. Derek Wadsworth. Those guys have all been through some awesome, uh, you know, experiences with us over the last three to five years. And so those are our veterans who are really doing a great job of telling stories of, you know, keeping us emotionally, you know, even in, in tough times. Um, and so you're, a lot of our successes here, you're seeing it because of those seniors. Um, however, the growth that we've made over the last you know, 10, 20 games has been because we do have a young group of freshmen that are really maturing. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're starting to see that on the court every game we play. Um, you, you, you see a totally different group than we did at the beginning of the year. Um, and so we have 10 freshmen on the roster, technically. Um, COVID did give a year back to some guys. And so some guys are maybe in their second year of the program, but, you know, they only got to play a couple games last year. So mm-hmm. we consider them as freshmen. Uh, but what you're seeing right now in the last 10 games is you're seeing, you know, 16 guys. We, we play 10. 
all of them are super confident and and they're willing to give themselves up for the team. Nobody gets to play the minutes they that they want to play. Um, you know, nobody gets to take as many shots as they want to take and they're all okay with it. And because of it, we're getting to play faster. We're getting to score more. We're seeing our victory, you know, increase. We're having a ton of fun. I mean, so that's the type of team we have right now. If, if, if people here in Caldwell or in the treasure Valley haven't seen us play, I highly encourage them to come out. It's, it's pretty, our guys play. Yeah. And there's going to be some, some great opportunities to do that. Um, coming up, we've, you've got a game, um, on Saturday and then you've got another game next week. And then, um, this is kind of hot off the presses and maybe you can talk a little bit about this Colby. It's just been announced that, uh, the college of Idaho is going to host the first round of the national tournament. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the national tournament is 64 total teams. And so, um, what they've done what the NAI has done is they've created a regional, um, 16 different regional sites that four teams will attend each site Mm -hmm. and then whoever wins those those individual opening round sites they actually those 16 teams will go to the national tournament at kansas city the final site Um, and so we were awarded for you know our our success this year we get to host uh opening round of the national tournament and so that's march 11th march 12th us including three other teams that will be determined here soon um, we'll compete here in Caldwell at the College of Idaho and the winner of our little pod of, of you know, the two games will go to the final site. Um, but it's such a such an advantage and a reward. To, you know, we have we, we have the best uh, home crowd in the country. There's no question about it. Uh, and we have a heck of a record on our home court. So what a reward for our guys for a great season to have a chance to compete on our our floor. Yeah, mm, I have that's a, exciting. I, I have a feeling that place is going to be rocking yes and that, yes and and this weekend and and next week as well it's going to be it's going to be a great atmosphere yeah. um uh, talk about i'm sorry talk no, about a little no. bit about we talked about 2020 and what an odd year that was but you've i mean the the pandemic has continued um and so you've had to manage another two teams right through through this process or another team through this process talk about Amongst the other challenges you have as a head coach, talk about what it's like to manage a basketball team through a pandemic. Yeah, that you know what, John, that's a, an awesome question. And it's something that I think I hope we all, um, you know, as business owners, as parents, as coaches, as whatever, you know, whatever we are in our communities, I hope we all maybe take some time in the next year or two to really sit down and actually reflect on, you know, what did we learn? Um Because in the moment, I'm not sure, you know, we were just fly by the seat of our pants all of last year. And even at the beginning of this year, it's really settled out now, which has been nice for our team. But, um, you know, I think last year was a struggle because there was so much uncertainty. And what our team actually has learned through studying some Malcolm Gladwell books um, that, you know, we like outliers and and talking to strangers, really big Malcolm Gladwell guy. I just think he brings uh, he brings up great ways to try to think about different things. Um, so anyway, we use some of his chapters and things in some of his books um, about stress and where does it come from? Well, it comes from uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year was just so much uncertainty. And you know what? I look back and I'm like, wow, I look at our team and we were so stressed. We just, we had 14 canceled, canceled games last year. Oh, and so you, yeah. you know, you tell your young guys like, Hey, we're going to play Friday night. And then the next day <laughs> you got to tell them it's canceled. Right. And we did that 14 times. Mm-hmm. And the emotional wear that happened was, was really hard to see. Um, and so I'm um, trying to manage that was very difficult in the moment. I'm, I'm, 
I feel, uh, you know, blessed to maybe have some experience now with that, because I'm sure at some point in our career, we're going to, you know, have this uncertainty again at some point with our teams. Uh, but I'll tell you this, the biggest thing that I that I took away in terms of managing and moving forward and seeing the success we're seeing this year is we learned we learned this in the summertime. Our, our word was trust as a team. We actually sent out shirts that had just trust across the mm. front of it. Um, and I sent it in the mail in July and I said, guys, this is, this is what's going to be our ticket to success. But what we actually learned here in the fall about trust is that trust is not just something you just have, you don't, it's an emotion that you don't just gain. Like Mm -hmm. you don't just, you don't just say, I'm going to trust you. What we learned was the prereq to trust is communication. Mm. And so the only way to gain trust is to be great communicators is to be able to, uh, to understand each other and understand what's going on. And so this team spent a lot of time in September, October, November, learning how to communicate. And and that's not just verbal. It's not just, you know, it's, it's body language. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's going on retreats and learning about each other, getting vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we spent so much time learning how to communicate to each other so we could build trust. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing a team that trusts each other. And there's commitment and there's teamwork coming and that's what's leading us to our results. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. I love that. I think that's really good. One of the things about this team that I think is somewhat unique, although you get this in, in lots of different teams, but the just the variety of, of guy that you have mm-hmm. on this team, like two of your three seniors, one is from Preston, Idaho, which is <laughs> even has a movie about how backwards it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you got a guy, you know, from Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you what Colby, you really have a diversity of players on this team from a geographic standpoint. Right. Sure. How do you what's the what's the key in bringing all of these guys together um, for one mission? How do you how do you do that? Yeah. And we've always you know, something that Coach Garson really taught me and, and I really have appreciated is is having diversity on our team and celebrating it. Yeah. And you know, we really believe that our our team, just by playing the way we play, can inspire our community. We get to, you know, we get to show our young kids in this community that you that we can be diverse and we can, you know, work together and and have a great experience. Um, and so we take a lot of pride in our diversity. Um, but the biggest thing is, is really you just got to get to know each other. We, I'll tell you one thing that we we have in every kid here. In our recruiting process, you know, you might be tall, small, fast, slow. You might shoot. You might not shoot. You know, everybody has different qualities, basketball player. But the one non-negotiable for us is if we're going to recruit you and bring you into this program, we're going to know that you're a winner. That's what we want. We want winners. And winners are hard to, you know, put your finger on. And But you, you mentioned Derek Wadsworth coming from Preston. That guy won three state championships in a row. He just he's a winner. He knows what it takes. And so when you bring in all this diversity, but they have a common, you know, Mm -hmm. common core together, when you allow them to get vulnerable with themselves, when you put them in maybe some, you know, as a coach, my job is to maybe put them in some stressful situations early in the preseason so that they can work together and Mm -hmm. bond together. Well, I'll tell you what, this group has really noticed and they really clicked early realizing, you know what, we're all winners. Mm -hmm. We all have different backgrounds. We all come from different areas. We have different families, but we're all winners. And so now they're sharing their life stories with each other. And that's, what's building our team and our family. 
That's awesome. It's a really cool thing to see. And I love to, you know, uh, we talked to Regan actually before you, and, you know, the college is very involved in, in the community of Caldwell. And I know your team is as well. What are some things that you have done as a team to um, specifically to um, get the community involved um, and the community involved and then the team involved in the community? What are a couple of things that you do? Sure. Well, we really enjoy um, getting out and, and being really active in the community. And um, we've, we have a couple different avenues that we love to get involved. One of our favorites is the Hope House out here in Marsing, mm-hmm. Idaho. It's an orphanage for about 60 youth that, um, you know, a lot of them are adoptions that that the families just couldn't maybe take care of the mm-hmm. kids anymore. And so they needed a home. And so yeah. they go, you know, there's about 60 kids there in Hope at the Hope House and they have a great organization out there. And so Every year we love to bring them in for a, you know, a basketball camp and, and then eat lunch with them. Um, and they come to our games, they get in our locker room and our, you know, we'll go out to, to their house out in Marsing and, and maybe, you know, uh, you know, play some games or have a meal together. Um, and so that's been an awesome, you know, relationship and connection for us mm-hmm. uh, is one of the things that we've done for a long time. But um, a couple of years ago, we actually started what we call the legacy program. It's something we take great pride in. You know, my dad's an educator. He was a history teacher. If I wasn't, if I wasn't coaching, I'd be teaching, um, which I still think I'm, you know, an educator and a mm-hmm. teacher, but, yes. um, but we wanted to get really involved in the, in the local schools here. And so um, our legacy program is a way for us w- uh, to connect with our elementary schools. There's six elementary schools in Caldwell. Um, and we go out to those schools in the fall and we do some assemblies and we encourage these. But the purpose of, 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 of the legacy program is, is we encourage these kids to get out and volunteer in the community. And, and the reason is, is because what we know as a program is giving back is what really brings our happiness. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what, it's not about the trophies. It's not about cutting down the nets and the wins. It's the more we give back to our community and each other and the relationships we build, and the things we weave into each other's lives, that's what's, that, that's what brings happiness to our lives. And we, and we know that. And when we're happy, we win. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, it's, that's our, that's our motto, basically. Like when we have balance in our life and, and we're really, you know, even killed in our own lives, then we have success. And so we're really trying to implement that at a young age into the schools and volunteering is kind of the way to, to educate that. And so all these, all these youth, they um, have some goals for a certain amount of hours. And if they accomplish them, then they get a ticket to come to one of our games. Awesome. Um, and then we celebrate them on the court. And that's been a really cool program. Yeah. It's, it's super. And those players, they, they're just at that age, your players are just understanding kind of the effect that they can have. Mm-hmm. I can remember as a kid, this can make Mark Owen sound really old, but yeah. I can remember, <laughs> and Doug Brigham, I can remember watching those guys and thinking how cool oh, those guys are so cool. I wonder if I could even go up and say hi to them, or maybe I could get their autograph. Like celebrities. Like they are. Yeah. They are celebrities yeah. to those kids. I know your team is celebrities to to, to our two kids and to kids yeah. around the community, and that's such a it, – it's so powerful, right, when you can mm-hmm. set a good example and you can volunteer in front of them and you can come speak to them. And, um, and those kids get to see kids that they – get to see players that they would not normally interact with. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so that's why it's one of the reasons Colby, I think your legacy program is, is so important and it's been so effective is these, your players are such important role models in the community, especially with those young kids. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll share a quick story with you, too, because uh, of the topic. Jake Bruner played for us two years ago, was a mm-hmm. senior and graduated. He's the all-time winningest player in the history of our program and graduated here with his pre-med degree and is now at, uh, going through the University of Washington awesome. uh, Med School. And I just saw him two weeks ago, and this was really cool to hear. He was talking about his med school and all you know all the things he's doing. And, and then he told me that he actually just got involved with a, a program um, within within the med school where he can he can lead some kids some some uh, you know junior high and, and elementary school kids um, through through a medical you know program um, I'm not exactly sure on the details but his point to me was coach I really loved going out to those elementary schools and I missed that when I graduated I missed doing that and so he said the second that he was asked to be involved in this new program through his med school. He was like, I jumped all over it. He's like, I really miss being involved with those kids. And so really cool. You know, it's a two way street as much as, as you know, our guys can be role models for the, the youth of, of Caldwell here. It helps our 18, 19, 20 year olds is just as much, yes. you know, to develop in their young lives as well. Yeah. Powerful. No, it's, it's, so awesome. it's super. Hey, let's get back on the, on the, on the tournament real quick. Cause this, sure. uh, this, this podcast will, it'll go, I think early right next before. week. Mm-hmm. And right before you, you kind of get hot and heavy into it, Colby, you, you talk a little bit about the difference between um, regular season basketball and tournament basketball. Maybe your mindset doesn't change, but certainly, you know, from the fans and the outsiders looking in, you know, those games are more important because if you lose one, you know, especially in that national tournament, you're done. So what's, what, what changes, if anything, to your coaching style and what you do with the, the athletes? Yeah, well, this is by far my favorite time of the year because we've, we've established our system. We've established our roles. Our guys know, um, you know, they have experience in games they've won. They've had experience in games they've lost. And so we have these learning lessons that we can lean on in these tough moments coming up here in the tournament. Um, so this is by far one of my favorite times of the year because the truth is if you've seen me i'm a pretty active guy on the sidelines mm-hmm. like exactly. just my style and talk about you know me being me it is who i am and and we we all we all learn to to work with it um but i'm pretty active as we get into tournament play what i what i hope our guys see is that there's a ton of trust and there's a ton of positive energy there and there's a ton of confidence in just making making plays, be yourself as a player. That's what we kind of push to our guys. What What's fun about tournament play is that we, we love we love the rock uh, climbing analogy. We Every year we do some type of team activity where there's some type of climbing where maybe you have a rope on your back, right? Um, as if you were to go to a rock wall. Well, that's our whole preseason. We have a rope. doesn't matter. You know, if we lose a game, we fall, we're going to, that rope's going to help, you know, it's going to catch us. So then we use the analogy of, of um, you know, when we hit tournament, guess what? That rope comes off. And if, if you've ever seen one of my favorite documentaries is Free Solo. Mm. <laughs> the rock climbing, right? Which is the rock climbing uh, documentary where he puts his life on the line. And, mm. and he's so detailed. He has so much experience and he trusts himself. And so here, you know, these, these tournament games, our analogy in the locker room is like, look, we're taking the rope off you got to climb this mountain and trust yourself and you got to have confidence. And so the biggest difference in tournament play is that the team that plays with confidence, that doesn't fear slipping, that doesn't fear falling most of the time doesn't fall. Right. It's the teams that tighten up and they, 
They don't know if they want to take that next step or put that hand up on that next rock. Those are the ones that usually end up falling. And so mm. what I'm excited about for conference play is I think you're going to see a very confident team that's willing to take chances and willing to trust themselves. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And you saw that in the, in the first game for sure. When you, when you score that amount of points, you're doing, you're doing something right. What, yeah. What I, uh, one last thing about this, this team, and I, we need to let you go because I know you've got some, some prep work you're to great. do. You're great. But one of the things that I've seen – when you look at the box scores, you, and you, you touched on it earlier, but I just want to talk a little bit more about th- this team. When you look at that box score, that box score is like often nine or ten deep of guys scoring six to eight points, which you rarely see in in college basketball anymore. You rarely see it going down to, to ten guys. How yeah. how have you t- t- if from outsider looking in, it seems like one of the toughest jobs for you is to make sure all these guys who are talented enough to play are playing often enough if you know what mm-hmm. i mean how have you yeah. as a coach how have you been able to how have you been able to do that yeah well, it's it's not easy to say the least um but i you know the funny thing is is as a coach we can you know we could have six guys and we'd be you know, trying to figure out how to score and trying to mm-hmm. figure out you know who's going to guard what position and who's going to play when there's foul trouble and I don't have to figure that stuff out, right? What my job is right now is just how do we play 10 guys? And, you know, we have 16 on our roster. I think there's multiple guys on our bench that could could definitely help us. Uh, but we've chosen to play 10. And that's been, for me, it's been nice because that's my focus. How do I play 10? I don't have to worry about a lot of other stuff because we have so much talent and depth and all that. Um, but, you know, it takes time. It takes trust takes time. We've been communicating all year about, you know, uh, playing your minutes as hard as you can, being ready for your moment, giving yourself up for the team. And when you have great leaders who have been here for three, four, five years, they give permission to our team to act that way. They give permission to a freshman to say, you know what, we know you want to play 25, 30 minutes, but guess what? We don't, we're not doing it either, you know? And so they give permission for everybody to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then that winning spirit in everybody's soul that, that we already recruited that's what comes out in the end. You're seeing a team full of guys who are winners. And so they get it. Um, my biggest concern is making sure guys stay in shape. You know, when you only play 20 minutes a game, you, you know, you lose some of your conditioning. So I'm on the guys constantly like you got to keep running. You know, it, it, this is the best conditioning we can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but you, you're, what you're seeing is just a group of, of confident guys that are willing to give themselves up. It's, it's not easy. It, it's, very difficult, um, you know, to just only play a couple minutes here and there, but man, they're seeing the the results when we do it together. That's great. great teamwork. Well, we know you got a couple big weeks coming up, and there's yes. a lot of people in this community is going to be that are going to be rooting for you. And mm-hmm. I think you, I think you sense that, Coach, that people are really backing you, and they're really backing this team, and are excited about uh, what's going to take place here in the next couple weeks. Absolutely. This is the best community in the country. It's an awesome sports community. And, and like I said earlier, if you're in the Valley here or you're, you're, you know, you're within a couple hours drive and you haven't seen this team play yet, mm-hmm. I encourage you to come watch them because I promise you they are more than just a basketball game. Yes. They're more than just a basketball team. And you will see that when they play. 
I encourage you to get out and, and come root us on for sure. I love that. And tickets are easy to get. Just jump online and you can purchase them in advance. Uh, it may not be here in the next couple games, but you can yeah. still walk up and get them. But I, I suspect you're going to yeah. start seeing some some pretty full gyms. So mm-hmm. Colby Blaine, he's Thank the you. head men's basketball coach at the College of Idaho. Thank you for joining us today. We wish you good luck yes. in the in the tournament, and we'll be watching. Yep. Awesome. John, Hannah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. Okay. Thanks. Take care, Colby. Thanks, buddy. You bet. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Yeah, Colby. I apologize. My dang speakers switched in the middle. I don't know if you guys edited it at all or what. Yeah, well, we can okay. edit that out we can, for sure. We can cut that out. It's, it's, awesome. You won't yeah. even be able to tell. It's, yes. Very good. No worries. They have to edit stuff I say all the time, so don't worry yeah. about a speaker going out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anna probably said, we're not doing this unless we have an editing system. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. That's awesome. I appreciate you guys. It's, I always enjoy getting on and talking hoops, and, and you guys are allowing us to tell our story. This is really cool. I love your setup. It's awesome. So. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. it's fun. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll see you real soon. Yes, good luck. Good yeah. luck. Saturday at yeah. seven, Tuesday at seven. That's the goal. Okay. So. okay. Awesome. We'll see you. All right, guys. All right. Hey, buddy. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iHeart2C.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iHeart2C. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.